0: Hey everyone, I'm Francesco Akira, the Nova Fireball, the new member of the United Empire, and please enjoy listening Wrestle In.
1: Hello everyone, and welcome to January's edition of the Purovision Podcast. We're back in 2023, but don't worry, it's the exact same as it was last year. Uh, joining me this month, K A C is our uh, sorry, they are resident Jangay translator.
0: Translator, but nice to hear you all. No, that's, that's wrong. Go on, go on, <laughs> moving on.
1: Uh, and <laughs> as well with us again this month, Kenta's biggest fan, Ben.
2: Wow, I, I, I don't get to do translations. That's, you kind of do that much. I, I can't if I want. I don't speak Japanese, but
1: you know. <laughs> Fantastic. So, uh, this month it's January, so of course, very busy time in Japan and Japanese wrestling. Um, you may have noticed on your podcast fees when you come to listen to this podcast that there is a new podcast on the WrestleIn network, and that is Kieran's Ace Techers podcast. So, he uh, is joined by a few guests, and they'll talk exclusively about uh, New Japan. So, our thoughts on Wrestle Kingdom are going to stay um, minimal. I'd say for today, uh, because if you want in depth thoughts about that um, event, I'd go to Kieran's new podcast, which is already up on the feed. Um, so, But it wouldn't be January without Wrestle Kingdom, so we best uh, take a moment to talk about what happened. So, Ben, I'll start with you. What was the highlight of Wrestle Kingdom 17 this year? Would it be too basic
2: of me to just say that Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay was my highlight? It actually was like <laughs> such an obvious choice, but. Also, I don't think I've made that much audible sound watching a match in my own bedroom, at least not <laughs> in recent history. So, you know, that was kind of a pretty big highlight. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. winning a title, that was a pretty big highlight as well. And yeah, those were probably the two big things for me because the Jay White main event doesn't really entice me and... The women's match was very short, so not not a lot else. But Oh, yeah, and the junior match. I lied about that as well. There you go. There's my
1: brief thoughts. <laughs> pulled the progress, didn't they, the women's match second and really short?
0: Was...
1: <sighs> yeah, to the British really short. short.
0: I mean, for me, I, uh, full disclosure, did not watch the entire thing. Um, I really liked the entrances, um, especially, of course, uh, Kenny Omega's was delightfully nerdy. But I also like the entrances in the women's match, even though, <laughs> again, it kind of feels in hindsight like the entrances were longer than the fucking match.
2: Yeah, it's ridiculous, <laughs> but Kyrie's entrance is just insane. It's like, because she only co- has like been coming out for big matches as well, it's like they always bring out all of the stops for her entrance, and she just feels like the biggest god in the world.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was great. Um... <laughs> And I did, uh, I did, yeah, like the junior heavyweight title match. Although I, when Hiromo won the title again, I had to just burst out laughing and just <laughs> said, "Fucking New Japan." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and think... obviously, mm-hmm. oh sorry, obviously the semi-final match was uh, very good, even though I have a lot of weird and complicated emotions uh, about it. You know, and its relationship to Ibushi, but uh, yeah, I really like the entrances. That's my main thing.
1: <laughs> yes, it's it sort of felt like new Japan. We're coming back to where they should be, but and like if we ignore the fact that Hiromu's still in the junior division and still winning <laughs> every week, <laughs> it was it sent like a new step forward. Um, and yeah, you can't really look past the Kenny Omega uh, with Osprey match, like Ben pointed out. Um, but as well, in terms of a turns of moment I thought Shotaro Umino um, winning that tag team match with Keiji Muto and Tanashi. Um, I thought that was a nice moment, and it was like a past, present, and future sort of look of a team. And um, hopefully, they can go along with uh, Shotaro Umino. And I admit, foolishly, I thought that Shota, that meant that moment meant that Shotaro Umino would be Moto's last appointment, uh, appointment um, opponent. But how stupid I was! But that brings us on nicely to Noah, uh, with the Kejamoto Link. Uh and he has been quite busy, blowing up his knees constantly. Um First at the New Year show, uh, with his match against Shinsuke Nakamura and actually, surprisingly, I quite enjoyed it. Mainly because Shinsuke Nakamura's back in uh in Japan and I've not seen him wrestle for years, just um being in WWE. Um yeah, it was a bit pedestrian, but Milta has to get his breath back, doesn't he, really? So, um, But it got going again towards the end, and there were nice moments with the mist uh, and that sort of thing. That's a pretty exciting thing. I mean, it's
2: always every time I watch old Shinsuke matches, I get really sad because I'm like, oh, I, I miss this man. <laughs> he, he was so good, and now he's like fallen off the face of the earth for me. But Yeah, it's it's nice, and he's just he felt like such a huge deal. I mean, you know, I have my thoughts and feelings about the heavyweight title match being bumped down from the main event, but when you then you know you look at the star power of Muta and Nakamura, it does kind of it makes a bit of sense. And then you know the title match that we got was pretty good, and I think kind of that has something to do with it being bumped down. So you know, whatever. Um, But yeah, the match. Very good, and yeah, you know, there's a lot to say about Muto and Muto, but I do think I have really enjoyed his retirement tour as you, you will see with other things he has done this month. But yeah, it's I'm, I'm having fun, I'm having fun, and it's nice to see Nakamura back and with the ending with the mist, creative fun. Oh, it's just a good time, it's just a good time, and that's. That's all you can really ask for with this.
0: Yeah, I I haven't actually seen that many uh, Nakamura matches, like previously at all, and obviously nothing in, in WWE. <laughs> but I I really felt watching that entrance, I felt like, oh yeah, he's actually fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Um, and I love how the audience also reacted to him, right? When he revealed his uh, very Nakamura-esque, uh, skin-tight outfit, the way everyone just freaked out, including commentary, um, and of course, like the kiss spot at the end, the reaction to that was also great. Like everyone loved this guy, and uh, it did feel nice to have that, well, even if it was just for one match.
2: Yeah, that's it. Shinsuke is just the best. Like, I mean, not the flex, but I have seen Shinsuke live, and it was it was like just after he'd signed with WWE as nice. well, so he wasn't like totally washed at that point so it was <laughs> it was it was pretty fun <laughs> in real life he's just an absolute just insane talent
1: when he when he switches it
2: on mm-hmm.
1: that, that's a good yeah. humble bag that one i'm happy with that's top work <laughs> <laughs> um so, so you mentioned it yourself there ben with um ghc heavyweight championship match being moved to the semi-main event um, but it did um, it being a great match and Kaito, Kimia, Defended against Kenno, defended successfully because um, he, he had to get that next match in against Jack Morris, which is coming around yes.
2: the corner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited! I'm so excited. Are
1: <laughs> he, you the only person excited for that match, though? That's...
2: Wow! Wow!
1: Yeah. That,
2: is, that is unfair to the good-looking guy's fan club.
1: Is that? Is that? So it's no longer <laughs> Kenno. It's Jack Morris' biggest fan. Well, yeah. I uh,
2: write that down for next time. Dan Morris is my best mate. I've met him. I love him. He's a great, he's yeah, a great
1: bloke.
2: <laughs> yeah, man, that shows. He's great.
1: he's great. know He looks quite good, and like when you even do interviews, actually, he it comes across a lot better than you'd expect him to.
2: Oh,
1: he's a lovely bloke. Absolutely lovely.
2: Cannot say enough good things about that man. And he teams with Jake Lee, so even better. It's win-win. It is win-win. Is he the perfect
1: wrestler? Yes. Oh, well, well, we won't bother with the title match because <laughs> Jack
0: Morris is winning. Listen, listen pe- people get on my case for simply Sean. but like, I'm, I'm nothing against this. <laughs>
2: well, that's because I'm talking about Jack Morris, not Sean Skywalker, innit? not it?
0: <laughs> well, admittedly, he has, to my knowledge, not kidnapped anyone yet.
2: <laughs> I won't put it past him. <laughs> well, I mean, have you heard the story of how um Jack Morris and Jake Lee supposedly got Anthony Green to join good-looking guys?
0: <laughs> Give the context, I'm dreading the answer. Sorry? Giving the context, I'm dreading the answer.
2: <laughs> well they basically just turned up at the airport and was like, Hey, you're a good looking guy. Do you wanna join our Team of good looking guys, so you know, if they're just turning up to meet people at the airport, (laughs) who knows how (laughs) far they'll go? What if Anthony said no? (laughs)
1: We'll have to wait and see on that one.
2: I I really don't put it past them.
0: (laughs) Poor Kaito and Kino, first they get promoted (laughs) from the main event and then they get fucking (laughs) overshadowed by (laughs) it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> the the match itself at uh, the New Year's show, genuinely, we'll, we got pushed down to the main event, it got pushed down past Jack Morris here, but it was a cracking match. Um, they really went for it, and that apron spot, I mean, you know, it's, it was like, in my head, the uh, Nakamura, uh, Nakamura uh, Nakajima Shizaki match from the year before, where he... Um, we I mean, uh, dropped him off the um, off the stage, and that's sort of the um, that's this match, the moment that'll stand um, stand up in your mind. Um, but it was overall it was a very good match as well, and there were just lots of great sequences throughout, and their the chemistry really shone through here.
0: Akuma's like, strikes didn't like land as crisply as I would have wanted. But I did really like the match overall. Like there were some great spots. The cells were really good uh, in a lot of places. Like that one with the rolling elbow, where they both fell over at the same time. That was really memorable. I really liked that.
2: Yeah, I really got the impression with this match that you know, obviously being bumped down, you could feel that Kaito and Ken were really trying to, like, they're like, yeah, okay, we've been bumped down, so we're gonna, we're gonna try and maybe not take the attention away from Nakamura and Muta, but they're really going to be like, you've bumped us down, but we're still going to kind of steal the show. We're going to go out there and just give it everything and totally smash it, which they did. Um, Again, like you mentioned, Jamie, that um, apron spot is just insane. It's one (laughs) of those things that just makes me scream, because oh my God. (laughs) Oh my (laughs) God. (laughs) The way he bumps off that apron. Oh, Oh no, it's it's insane but yeah fantastic and i've i've i'd been critical of kaito's reign before this but this is kind of this and something else recently has really turned me around on him and the direction he's in right now but you know i i wanted kenno to win and now i'm perfectly happy that he didn't because kaito just was insane and if if we get more like this then yes but please, more of Kaito. This is this is the rain I'd want it to be if he's gonna perform with this kind of fire and brilliance. This may shock you to hear, but I was very pleased to see Maruken back together, like they are. I mean, I think we've gone over how much I love Kento. This is no surprise. Obviously, uh, Marufuji—the history they have—is too extensive for me to even possibly get into right now. So. For them to be teaming together again is just—it's ah, oh, my my poor heart. It was amazing, and then Kojima and Segura is just—they're such a great team. I love them so much. They're just a couple of dads with their sunglasses, just being cool with the tag team titles. And I mean, Kojima has just been on fire since he's come to Noah, and he's still not stopped. Which is impressive and I'm so here for it so yeah again very good match very good match And but the team's really made that special for me and I, I love them both with all of my dear heart
1: so when he came in Kajimi you think what's going on here sort of thing but then he, over time he's really he's got back to the level where you can say he's a proper good wrestler still um, and he, it, this continuation of these tag team matches are really showing um, what he still can do at um at this point in his career um so that is our job done for the new year show but elsewhere this month uh keijimuto continued his retirement tour and it was the great mutas final match the trios match sting and darby allen teamed with muta against hikushi akira and a face painted marafuji um yeah, not as good as the Nakajima... Uh, I keep saying Nakajima. I get them two of them mixed up. It's not as good as the Nakamura <laughs> match. Um, full of spectacles and visual uh, visuals um, and face paint and mist and everything like that. And then they got to the wrestling and it looked like that someone had like, gone to an old folks home and dragged a few people out and got them to have a little fight. And then Darby Allen flew around and then Sting... Sting was actually quite impressive in this match. And uh, I've seen bits of him in old... Um, AW, um, but he impressed me how he still going in Fuji, Of course, his um, sequences with Darby Allen were the highlights for me. Yeah, the Great Mooters final match, probably not the. Maybe should have ended on the um, Nakamura one. Is there anything I'd say?
2: Yeah, I think the Nakamura one was definitely a better match. If 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 you want the match itself to be the big thing you go out on, then obviously that's the one to go for. Um, I think this was just. It's felt like just classic old man wrestling. And you know what? Sometimes I love that. Sometimes I've just, you know, it wasn't the most impressive thing in the world. I, it was very easy for me to get lost, but it's one of those matches. It's not, if you've put this match on and you're expecting good work rate or anything, you're in the wrong place. (laughs) You are like, so in the wrong place. But obviously, you know, you do have Darby Allen and Marafuji who are pretty good. And Sting's been, pretty good fun, he's still good value. So yeah, that's nice. Um but obviously it's it's a lot of old man wrestling, which isn't bad, but it's not often the most exciting. You know, you do have to go kind of slower to keep up and not break your hip again. But yeah, but it it was fine. It was fine for what it was. It was a nice spectacle. I mean, the entrances yeah. Went on for for years, I so I, I think that shows the kind of purpose of that match. It was so. It was about the spectacles. It was about all the all the spooky boys and uh, spooky boys coming together, and the spookiest boy of all, Naomichi Marufuji. Hmm. It was it was a spectacle, if you can call it that. So yeah. that was fine, and that Hakushi bump was. A little it bit could, insane. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> he just, <Christ. laughs> to just fly across into the, into was it the crowd? Was it? Just, hey, I, um, I don't
1: know. It was onto one of those announce tables or the yeah. timekeeper's table. He went miles. It was insane. <laughs> yeah, well, I was just, I was starting to. I, I'd spent half an hour watching Muto walk to the ring. For, I'm, I'm getting a bit tired <laughs> here. What um, <then> <laughs> happened? Oh, the, what's happened here? Watching uh, <laughs> this, just absolutely flying out of the ring, <laughs> jumped a mile.
2: It was a very nice sudden change of pace from yeah. um, just ages of very slow things happening.
1: It was, <laughs> I could a shot in the arm, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, it was um, it wasn't a match. It's, I understand that that sort of match isn't for me. The supernatural sort of stuff doesn't do anything for me and um, it's just too slow sometimes. That sort of style with the um, the older wrestlers. So uh, not for me. But it was a nice visual to look at. Um, and have you seen that picture of the mist? Where it makes the love art shape? Have you seen that? That's. Um, Let's see if I can yeah. find it on Twitter. How did he manage to do I that?
2: Know. I mean, so, I don't, I don't know for finer points of spitting mist. So <laughs> maybe it's a lot more simple than well, I'd imagine. Well, if we <laughs> so them, I'm Still pretty impressed. He's a seasoned pro at
1: the mist. Wow! Um, <laughs> yeah, when when the podcast goes out on Twitter, I'll I'll put that picture um, in the replies to it because it's quite incredible, actually.
2: Um, yeah, and also on the whole visuals thing, just that final ending of yeah. that, that camera shot as he walked back into the darkness one last time. That was that was nice. I think that was the sort of purpose of the match to just you know a little bit of spookiness and. Off he goes back into the darkness from whence he came. Mm-hmm. It is a nice way to end it, isn't it? That's nice.
1: Yeah, n- nice, like it's nice circular kind of, way they ended it. Really, um, it's not his last match though, because his last match is against Tetsuya Naito on the twenty-first of February, I believe, uh, in the Tokyo Dome uh, against Tetsu Naito. Um, and I said I was a bit surprised that Naito um, was the opponent that they picked, but. I had a bit of a think about it and I think it's probably sensible because expecting a young short Umino you know, to in a way uh, carry Muto through a match is a bit risky um, and Naito doesn't go wrong in those big spots so it makes sense and it's sensible um, and yeah, it, it'll fill the building if nothing else.
2: Yeah, and neither of them have knees, so they will work quite well together in that respect.
1: Yeah, they could just kne- <laughs> they could just sit on the floor. and then just <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fantastic. Um, so we'll move on now. That um, sort of ties up our Noah um, conversation for the month, and we'll move on to the wonderful word of Dragon Gate. Surprisingly, I don't know what's happened to me. It may be it was a New Year's resolution, but I've watched a Dragon Gate match, and I actually enjoyed it. Uh, Shun Skywalker against Yoshioka the title match um, from the 12th of January at New Year's Gate and it was a very good match actually and Sean Skywalker dominated it in the way he wrestled and he wrestled a really uh, commanding style and I've only seen him a couple of times mainly in tag matches really so it's the first time I've really seen that side of him um, and looking at him with his physique and the mask and the luchador outfit you wouldn't expect it from him um, but he he was really good in this match. The way he controlled it, and um, it was paced very nicely, uh, and really built towards the finish. Um, yeah, all in all, a good match.
0: To go on about regarding that match, uh, and <laughs> I try to keep it short. <laughs> but um, I really liked how he incorporated his history in that match. Right, uh, the the outfit he wore. Right, for you, it'll probably just look a little ridiculous. But it's kind of a reference to. The kind of costume he wore very early in his career, like when he was a comedic babyface. Um, He was inspired by these like super sentai, superhero type characters, like think Power Rangers. And he had like this green glittering outfit just like that, uh, although of course this one is black. Obviously, he also referenced that with the moonsault at the end, like that was really exciting for me uh, because that used to be his finisher back in, you know, his early days. And him using that again, like in combination with his current finisher to get the win, that was, that was a really big moment, especially because it was, I think, the first like big high-flying move he successfully done since his heel turn. Like that's kind of been the theme within since, uh, since his turn is that he can't fly anymore. Yeah, there was just so much good story stuff in this in this match with uh, yeah with how he, right, who his whole thing is that he basically, basically warps his own perception of reality to the degree where he can't even like see or hear the things he doesn't like where that's progressed to the point where he can just shrug off pain and shrug off the damage because it's just so fucking delusional. I really like that and I like how he just Fucking stood up again after Yashioka just hit him with everything he had and and finished the match. That was amazing.
2: I gotta say, I I got I got beef with this, right? Because just when I thought I had got relatively sufficiently caught up on my Shun-Law, he then goes and does a bunch of stuff relating to like his babyface days, which I know nothing about. So. Thanks, for action. Thanks for ensuring that things are going to go over my head. Still, even <laughs> when I put in the time to learn what's going on, you're still doing this to me. It's it's unfair. <laughs> I don't <laughs> deserve this.
1: <laughs> the, the only thing for me with I, I had it. I was watching it with English commentary, uh, and you'd expect like well, that all that information you just told me there, okay, that's new to me. Because the, com- if the commentary did not tell you anything, they just... I, I, did you, did the, I don't know if you always watch it with English commentary as well, they just made noises. It was like, it's like when you watch wrestling at home and you just go, ooh, ooh, like, it was that, that was the commentary. Um, so I still hadn't a clue. Um, they're my only... Shooting on my poor man, ho ho! <laughs> <laughs> Pardon?
0: <laughs> shooting on my poor man, ho ho! <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, least, the... I'm not, I'm not having a go, but you know, it, it's sort of the thing that's helpful for when you come into a promotion, because um, mm-hmm. like if you're going into a Noah or a New Japan, you've got that English commentary there, and you know exactly what's going on, um, and I think that's the sort of thing that could be missing uh, to really get um, new fans into it. Um, but yeah, so if, if I had that story information, maybe I'd have enjoyed the match even more. But just as like a technical, um, what happened in the wrestling side of things, I still enjoyed it he um, looks a bit like a Power Ranger, but that's my only issue with Sean Skywalker. Um, <laughs> apart from that, he's yeah, perfect. That... <laughs> he's amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the intent, kind of. like His whole thing is that he sees himself as a superhero, right? As this sort of childish idea of a, of a hero, of a, uh, of a powerful person. And that's the way he dresses. Uh, that's, that's what I really like. like. He looks fucking ridiculous, and I love it.
1: I was, I was watching this match with a, fr- um, a friend of mine who doesn't watch wrestling and the first thing he said was, what the bloody hell is he wearing? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just, just enjoy it. Um, Yeah, so, uh, but all in all, a good match there um, for the title. And, um, well, last okay, was, was it a surprise that he won the title?
0: Pretty convinced that Shun was going to take the title off of Yoshioka as soon as Yoshioka won the title. Um, like, the entire time I was always like, well, and when he said, right, I'm gonna fight all the previous champions, I was like, Shun is gonna take it off him. Because I... that would have been, story-wise, the most poignant thing. And he's, like, among all of his challengers, he's the guy they've built up the most. He's the guy they've built up as the strongest guy. And while Yoshioka has been kind of built as kind of the ace of the promotion uh, last year, Shun was built as, like, the big villain. Right, You have you have to have the big villain beat the... Big Aces first reign—it's—it's uh, it's a thing, but it's still, like because of what some other Dragon Gate watchers said online, I had like this more this little bit of doubt in my head of like, but what if they don't though? <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so it was still a moment of like, ah, okay, okay, they're doing it.
2: See, with the res- in regards to what the result of this match could have been, I was I was sat between terrified and terrified because Shun is unhinged and. Um, you're faced with the prospect of either unhinged man fails to win the title, mm-hmm. so becomes more unhinged or unhinged man wins the title and is now the champion and will probably be more unhinged because he's the champion. It was, it's scary. I, I fear this man. I, I worry he's going to try and recruit me for sea brats and start biting my fingers or something. He's, he's not, he's not okay. I'm really worried about him. <laughs> Didn't didn't he say something like um, He was going to go with development Through destruction or something
0: Yeah
2: (laughs) Come on (laughs) Sean Oh my god
1: (laughs)
0: Chill
2: out
1: mate You're waiting for the good looking guys uh, Invite aren't you
2: (laughs) See that I could go with (laughs) Jack Morris is not going to be developing Anything through destruction He's just going (laughs) to develop it through abs or something whatever they do <laughs> over there <laughs>
0: See <laughs> See, Shun also likes good looking guys, he just thinks that they need to be made strong and that's by humiliating and hurting them but, <laughs> now that's Are you
2: suggesting Anthony Green isn't strong?
0: <laughs> I mean by Shun's opinion probably not <laughs> 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 but um. but um that's what's so great about him is that he's so legitimately scary like reading his column also like he does legitimately talk like a cult leader he's like well if you don't know about me you're trash don't talk about wrestling you know nothing oh but just by you reading this, you're already showing like the possibility for improvement. We'll continue this next time. And it's just like, you're recruiting me for your cult right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, that's something I really like, because right, there has been a lot of discussion about heel champions uh, and who the best heel in wrestling is. And I think it's really good that basically Dragon Gate is throwing their hat in the ring right now with their own heel champion. And I'm really excited to see you know how they're going to handle it.
2: Yeah, it's definitely. I've got to say, it's very much an interesting step for Dragon Gate. It's, it's always. I always like it when, especially after you've had a pretty decent reign with a fair few defenses. It's always nice when you then get a new champion, and it's like, you know, it kind of refreshes things a bit as well. So there's a lot of exciting things coming up, and I I have to say, Kate, where where do we think this? ends who do you think will take the title from him? Um I'm not saying I have one name in my mind in particular that I'm really <laughs> hoping for here. <laughs> but do you think that's possible?
0: Yeah and um, again as like as soon as Yoshioka won the title I was like Shun is gonna take it off him and then KZ is gonna take it off yes! Shun at Kobe World. Like that's they have to do it like that. It's just oh. like yeah, because, like, where Yoshioka is the big ace guy to Shun's, like, huge evil mastermind villain, um, KZ is, like, the popular fan-favorite babyface to that villain, and, like, him and Shun have this huge feud that, like, started already with Shun's heel turn and then really heated up after uh, KZ stole Jason from him, <laughs> and... <laughs> and it would just be so poignant, like, aside from, you know, you gotta do the big baby face and big it. Yeah, aside from that, it would just be really poignant on a on a personal level between these two characters. That's
2: the exact answer I wanted. I'm very happy. Thank you very much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely keep more of an eye on Dragon Gate after that match and hope that I follow through with uh, Sean Skywalker's title reign. Uh, but I'm gonna hand the reins over to you now, Kay. There's uh, even more Dragon Gate to talk about. Uh, Shin, uh Shinjo, Shinjo, what has that happened? It's too early. it's a great letter. Shinjo, I don't know what it's too early in the morning. This I've really got to my head. Um, Shinjo to Shinjo to is return to Jangate. <laughs> yeah. I'll see you later. Yeah, no. I'm gonna
0: go. <laughs> that was actually like already back in uh, December but of course we uh, didn't get to talk about that back then but that was a really exciting moment um since you know as many people are uh Shingo came from dragon gate that's the doji he went through that's the promotion he became big in originally and he returned to the promotion recently and competed in a match there on their christmas show because according to him uh, he didn't have a date so i guess he decided to spend Christmas with his old arch enemy BB Hawk. And yeah, that was a, that was a pretty neat match, like full of nostalgia. And obviously like a lot of the people in that match were already older wrestlers, but uh, they had, they put one really young guy in there, um, Madoka Kikuta, and he and Shingo had some fantastic strike exchanges. I really loved that. And Shingo after the match had a lot of praise for the young Dragon Gate guys and said that he wanted to fight a lot of them uh, in their current form and that's also something i'm really excited for it definitely sounded like he was planning on coming back again and i'm really happy that you know he's getting that opportunity that moving promotions doesn't necessarily have to mean that you will never show up in your original promotion again
2: really fun because like like you said moving promotions doesn't mean you can't go back so to have someone like shingo go back to Dragon Gate, and somewhere like Dragon Gate is pretty different to New Japan, so it's pretty cool that you know you can go somewhere that different as well. Um, and I don't know much about old Dragon Gate lore, but one thing I do know is that BB Hulk and Shingo Takagi do mm. not get on. Like, <laughs> at all. So, to see them tagging together, I was, you know, that did raise some eyebrows from me. I was like, what what's going on here why are they why are they working together um, And obviously it then does shine through in the match that they do not work together <laughs> they they do not get along and i heard that um reason bb Hulk teamed with um, shingo was cuz he something like he wanted to check it was the old shingo that he still hated which i think to to check in that the hatred is Still, what it used to be is that's beautiful that's top level hating <laughs> right there and i i aspire to one day hate something the way that bb hulk hates shingo takagi because <laughs> that is a beautiful thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: it is a legendary hatred like shingo betrayed and kicked out bb hulk uh of a faction i think well, twice <laughs> <laughs> Christ. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, that, that's justified, Hager. Like, once <laughs> is fair enough. Like, it's wrestling. Someone's going to get kicked to have a faction. There's a chance it's going to be you. Mm-hmm. Live with it. Deal with it. But twice, twice, <laughs> twice is extra. <laughs> Shingo's going the extra
1: mile there. Um, wow. What a king.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Truly.
1: Is there anything else to keep us updated with from Jane Gate?
0: Yeah, but day before Shun won the championship, they had a patented unit dispense match. Like, in most Japanese promotions, units last a really long time, some say longer than they maybe should. But in Dragon Gate...
1: I've heard the average is at least 200 years in New Japan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But in Dragon Gate, uh, factions tend to have a much shorter lifespan, because faction warfare is the main thing, and you've got to mix it up, and... That's often a good thing, because that means when a faction doesn't really land, they can just end it after a year or so, which is what they did in this case. They had a losing faction, the match between a face faction they had, a high end that just wasn't really doing well, their gimmick was just nothing, kind of. Uh, and the main heel faction Zebrats. Uh They used that match to put over Shun for the next day. Like, he was the final guy standing for the Zebrat side and he put away the leader of High, high End in the end. And that was a good decision. I, I'm happy that they dissolved now. I'm happy that Dragon Gate can just do that. And yeah, other than that, I think that's the most important stuff to say.
2: Did High End ever actually do anything? <laughs> like i i'm so i'm so baffled to what their purpose is like i've i've kind of got to grips with like most of the factions but i just what was what, the deal with high end why why were they even there i i i don't know what's going on with them <laughs> <Why> were they... <laughs> they were
0: uh, they were basically yamato's pet faction so to speak and the whole gimmick was just oh we're really good they were basically like the worst Version of Maximum, like the double star knockoff of Maximum. Uh, and yeah, Yamatov won the dream gate while he was in high end, but they never won any tag team championships. And I think they also, yeah, they competed for uh, Jason during the Shun Jason storyline. But that was, I think, all they did. <laughs> like this, uh, yeah, this dissolution is honestly, it was their biggest moment. Uh, and I'm happy that that's done now and that everyone involved uh, can go on to greener pastures.
1: Great, so from the fantastical world of uh, Dragon Gate, we're going to move on to the wonderful world of Old Japan. A couple of matches to pick out from January. Here, first, Kento Miyahara defending his Triple Crown against Takuya Nomura from the 3rd of January, all the way back on the 3rd of January. Um, I really enjoyed this one as well. It was quite an intense match uh, and just a really solid Triple Crown defence. Um, full of strikes no cells and um, it uh, Namora's selling was the, the, my takeaway from the match. Um, I thought that really shone through how he uh, sold all the attacks from Mihara and no sold some and then fired back and kept coming back and back and back. And yeah, two great wrestlers had a great rest match.
2: Yeah, I think solid is definitely the right word for this. I mean, it's not anything earth shattering particularly, but. You know, Kento Miyahara is for me at least top five in the world. I mean, I I, I can't go into the full depths of my top five because I can't be asked. But it
1: sounds like the, it sounds like a podcast on its own. That it
2: would it would be a podcast and it would last an hour, and I still wouldn't get a definitive answer. <laughs> but Kento Miyahara theoretically is in there somewhere. Like I don't know if if you know Kento Miyahara and you don't have him is like a best in the world ranking. I'm not sure I really take your opinion seriously because he's just like that good. Um, So, you know, obviously I expected pretty good stuff from him and Takuya Nomura has been just an absolute joy in all Japan. He's, he came in, he's just hit the ground running and just keeps putting out great stuff. And obviously then Kento and Nomura teamed together in the Tag League um, and that was... You know, that was cool, and seeing them kind of develop a relationship over time has been nice. And then, you know, it's sort of a thing, you see them go through a tag league together, Kento's got the Triple Crown, you know this is coming at some point, and you know it's going to be really good, and then it happens, then it's really good. So, wow, look at that. All, all Japan winning again. <laughs> Love to see it. So, yeah, it's very good, and the more it's very good. Um, so much has happened in this month. I'm... <laughs> this match is probably one of the foggier ones for me, but yeah, it, that, that it was still pretty good. I'm pretty happy with it.
1: Yeah, so that much happens in, especially January with Wrestle Kingdom and Noah's New Year show and then um, the, the Noah New Japan crossover show and everything else that's happened since. And it's been so packed full of wrestling and sort of from the 3rd of January, it falls back in your mind, doesn't it? It falls to the wayside. Um. Exactly, and it's just
2: like one match as well. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not like a whole show. Where you do have a lot of some pretty stacked shows that have happened this month. So it's been a crazy month, but yeah, yeah it's still a, a good match. Something check out if you're interested in All Japan. It's not maybe something. It's something I think people should look at. But you know, if you're not, if you if you've got a lot on, you, you don't need to go out of your way. You just should.
1: Um, well, the other match actually from All Japan for me um, was slightly better. Um the twenty second of January, this one, and it was a tag team match. And Miyahara teaming this time with Namura. Um as they defended their tag team titles against Yuma, Ayoagi and uh Nomura's brother, Nayo Namura. I mean this was fantastic, I thought. Um one of the probably the best one of the best tag matches I've seen this month. Um, it was so energetic and quick. Uh, and the, I thought the rivalry between Miyahara and Ayagi really shone through and that's what pushed the match forward to as, be as good as it was because they, they were really having it at each other. Um, and with the tag team surroundings, it felt there was like a singles match encased within that with those two. Um, and it's always quite interesting to see brothers going against each other. So that was a nice exchange uh, between the two of them um, and it worked really well. Um and as like an overall product it worked really nicely. Um and it was in Crackman Hall, I think, and the crowd were were going going very um uh, getting really into the closing stretch especially. Um yeah, so a wonderful little time match this. Yeah, this was
2: I would say this was like much better than the triple crown. To be honest, this is definitely like like I said with Triple Crown matches, one you probably should go and check out, but you don't need to. This one you do need to because it was just phenomenal. Like, oh my god. Um, obviously, you say the um Kento Yuma rivalry really pushed a lot of that match, which it definitely does. Um, I have a really good like obviously with matches this early in the month, you, you're sort of setting up a year to come, and I think this is set up quite well because. I think this is going to be an even bigger year for Yuma this year, based building on last year. Obviously, last year he won the Champion Carnival and stuff. I think it's po- probable that this year... I mean, looking at All Japan right now, who who is there to really beat Kento for the title? Because obviously, you need to be big to beat a guy of Kento's stature.
1: Yeah.
2: All Japan are a little thin on the ground, and the people they do have at the top... Apart from Yuma, there's no one really at that point where I'm like, yeah, beat him, take him down. We need to get you to be the top guy for a bit. Whereas I think, I think Yuma's definitely got that. He's ready for that. And I think he's going to do that this year. And I think this match is sort of the first step of it this year, not ever, because obviously they have a lot of history. So it's, it's a cool look to uh, where things are going to go. I think that I'm pretty excited with. And yeah, obviously, Kento and um, Takuya Nomura kind of growing closer over the tag league. To then, you know, it's like, yeah, they've lost the belts, but maybe the true belts were the friends we made for long of a way. <laughs> and I think, <laughs> you know, that's what true. they've ended up with here. And so that, you know, that's a nice development. That it's cool. I like it. It was a very good match. Go, watch it if you haven't, because you are seriously missing out. The, Probably, I would say it's the best tag match I've seen this year. Uh, other people have as well, so clearly I'm right. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, watch it if you haven't, because I've running out of things to say, but it was very, very good.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, was de- it was definitely, I mean, there's not been much to pick from in terms of tag matches, but for me, so in January, it's definitely the best one I've seen. Um, and yeah, definitely worth watching. The Triple Crown's a bit... You can take it or leave it, but this one, like Ben said, definitely go out and watch it. If nothing else, take away that you should watch that tag team match. And that, I think, brings us to a close um, for January here on Pure Vision. Lots to talk about, and we've talked about quite a lot of it. Um, so before we go, quickly, Ben, have you got anything to plug? No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Where
1: can the good people find you? Um,
2: they can find me on Twitter at, at wid 72 um, and that's all I've got going for me right now.
1: <laughs> Here's um, Kay.
0: I, as usual, have my blog, k dot com. Uh, I'm currently doing a series, I'm trying to get one installment out every week, uh, of translating uh, Shun Skywalker's week- with weekly pro wrestling column. And so if you're interested in that, maybe you should check that out if you wanna listen to him try to brainwash you. <laughs> um, and aside from that, uh, I have a Twitter account specifically for my work, that's at kfabequinn. And one for unhinged Dragon Gate posting, that's at ksquest.
1: Fantastic. Um, for myself, follow me on Twitter at jjohnson__16 and coming soon on Wrestling, on the website, I have a new article coming out all about o's retirement tour and my thoughts about that. So if that takes your fancy, definitely keep an eye out uh, in the week leading up to his retirement match against Naito. Um, but before we go, make sure you, um, if you're interested for $1 a month uh, or more, you can go and sign up to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash in Over there you get free access um free access, early access to everything, um all elite listening, Flight of Five, Tokyo Joshi, Freedom Fighters, uh All Elite Listening, Ocean Slack and and the brand new podcast Ace Techers with Kieran and his friends talking all about New Japan. You also get exclusive access to Into the WrestleVerse, the weekly Patreon exclusive podcast. So if any of that it's you fancy, be sure to subscribe to the Patreon. And we'll see you next month back here on Pure Vision.